We all have superpowers. It's a skill that you complete with ease, although others may struggle. This skill, when performed, doesn't drain you of energy. It energizes you and augments life. This skill is your unique calling in life. When you find your superpower and you use your superpower to help others, you become a superhero. This is how we create superheroes. If you want to understand the mission more behind this podcast, go to episode 400. You can find everything about me at robzradio.com. 20 plus years in broadcasting, digital marketing and consulting expert, and I love creating content. That is one of my superpowers. Now I want to help you find yours. This is Rob Z Radio. Well, welcome everybody. Michael Marshall here to the show. Hey, Michael, what's happening? Hey, what's up, Rob Z? Thank you for having me. This is time number. You're welcome, by the way. This yeah. is what number four. Is this number four? I don't know. I have no it's idea. It's either three or four. One of the two. I was trying. I was actually thinking about that on my way over. That this has been. Uh, this is cool. I always love enjoying this. This is awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and uh, if I will put, I'll put in the show notes the past episodes that you've been on. But today we're we're taking a different direction because the podcast is going in a different direction, talking about creating superheroes, absolutely, and finding your superpowers. I think it's a really important thing for yeah. everybody. Now, if people don't know about you, if they're like, I don't feel like listening to all those old episodes. What's the Refuge Youth Network about? Okay, real quick. Yeah. So Refuge Youth Network is a uh, nonprofit organization that is found in Blair County in Altoona, PA. And we do uh, multi-site uh, youth uh, ministry, multi-site youth work um, all across this area. We have three campuses um, that meet in different locations. And really, we're about loving teenagers and just inspiring them in their faith and in their everyday life, teaching them morals, ethics. Uh, how to work hard, then how to graduate, get a job, go to, you know, go to college, whatever it might be. Our whole thing is about just helping teenagers find success Mm. through their teenage years and being able to just be proud of what they've done and where they're going. So really just to inspire them. Yeah. And push them forward. If you want to know more, refugeyouthnetwork.org. Dot org. Dot yes. org. Make sure you check out the website because tons of testimonials on there. Yes. And you it's really just, get a good yeah. sense. Yeah. And we just revamped it too. So it's oh. like we're, we're, we got a bunch of new things on there now. So you can kind of check out uh, the direction that we're heading as well as an organization. That's awesome. And I think we've known each other now for about two years, three years. Yeah, I'd say two or three years. Two, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. It just all blends in. And I, the reason I have you on on a regular basis is because you guys, what you do is authentic it's the real deal i know a lot of people have an issue when you start bringing up jesus and god and youth fellowship or whatever lots of questions pop up absolutely but i can speak if you trust me then trust me that refuge is the real deal mike is the real deal i appreciate we get my stamp of approval on that that's good i'm gonna put that on our website it's (laughs) little rob z radio at the bottom stamp Stamp of approval approval. (laughs) that should be a new thing (laughs) yeah yeah do it up uh yeah so i i think um i've seen you guys really impact the community and you're changing the lives of the youth, which is maybe the most important thing. It's one thing to change the life of somebody who's in their 30s, 40s, or 50s. It's another thing to grab somebody when they're 15 to 18 years old. Like, man, is that a tough time in life, especially if your life isn't great. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's a challenge, and it can be be very... uh, it can be very difficult at times. It can be very sad at times. But I tell you, like I just, you know, we talked earlier, um, for so many negative things that we deal with, there are so many positive things that are out there too. And that's one thing we try to focus on. We try to focus on the positive things that this generation has to offer. Mm-hmm. And there's many of them. It can, Absolutely. Contrary to what an old lady might say or yes. the, the, the news <laughs> might say, or who knows? Who knows who's saying what? Uh, but I think... The reason you are so good at what you do is because you connect so well to to the teen, to teenagers and to the 
I don't know how well you connect to adults compared to teenagers, but it seems like you connect well across the board. Yeah, I, I try. I'm I'm usually well rounded. If I walk into a room and there's a mixed bag, I can I can float to where I need to, but I always gravitate towards youthfulness um, because there's just something about it that I just absolutely love. And if you can get them on your side, you can get anybody on your absolutely. side. Absolutely. If you can talk to a bunch of teenagers and get them to fight for your cause, then you're 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 good. So when it comes to superpowers for you. Uh, from my perspective, connecting and communicating is one of yours because you connect people so well. So mm. what do you feel like for yourself over the years? Maybe, you know, when I say superpower, it's something that you do that gives you energy. It doesn't feel like work. It's something you're naturally like competent in mm-hmm. and you're also serving other people with it. What would be on your list? Uh, I would definitely say I, lo- I do love the networking aspect. Um, for me, I love watching people succeed in whatever they're trying to do. Um, and if I have resources and relationships that I'm able to network people with to see them do that, then I love to do that. Um, you and I met through a networking uh, thing that uh, Sarah was able to connect us through. Yeah. And, and even us, we've been able to help network each other and other people in our community with our relationships that we have outside of each other. And so for me, it's, it's really important to um, the networking and the uh, communication aspect of that, of being able to communicate what is it you need, how can I help, um, one of the things that I've, I'm beginning to learn as a leader, when I walk into our office, I, I ask our staff, what is it that you need from me? What do you need me to do? Um, because there is a um, there is part of that that is like I have resources, I have things available, just like you do. Um, you know, when people come and ask you, hey, what is it that you have available? I believe that one of the one of the abilities and the superpowers that I'm able to do is network people, um, network in, uh, organizations, and be able to to network the right resources for people that need it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is in the community, within the the school, within a church, whatever it might be, um, and so. So I would definitely say that. But in that, the next power that is definitely up, what I would say is probably the communication too. Um, I love to communicate. I love relationship. I love talking. Uh, I love talking one-on-one, but I also love talking in front of people. Um, I, I do not have that fear of public speaking. You can uh, you can like hand me these bananas and say, hey, go speak on them. And I would, I'd love it. I would love to be able to, <laughs> to go in front of a group and talk about that. Just That's a because, rare skill. Not many people. Yeah. I mean, usually public speaking is above death and oh, yeah. on and fear level. I'm pretty sure it's the top fear of of, of most uh, everyone. Now, let me ask you this because I, I'm somebody who, like, I was always an introvert. I had to, I got into radio, really, to try to come out of my shell, but I always had trouble talking in front of crowds. That was yeah. something that even after doing a decade of, or more of radio still freaked me out. Yes. I'm just now getting, now I feel comfortable with it, but if you would throw me up there with no talking points and you wanted me to talk about something I didn't know that much about, I would definitely be nervous. What What does it look like I guess, I don't know if you can explain this or not, somebody out there who's like, they know they would love to speak in front of crowds, they know they'd love to help people and communicate better, they just don't think they have it in them. What would you say to somebody like that? How how did how did you get better at it? Well, you and yeah. oh, where does that come from? Well, you, if you believe you can do it, then... I believe you can do it. If you have this belief inside yourself that you're able to do this, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to capitalize on that and I'm going to believe in you too. And the biggest thing is, is speaking in front of people, um, they, they want you to be authentic in who you are as a person. So just be yourself. Uh, you know, don't try to be someone that you're not when you're communicating. Um, with, with dealing with teenagers, if I get up there and try to be someone that I am not, those kids will see right through me mm-hmm. so fast. 
Um, so I have to be, number one, I have to be transparent. And number two, I have to go up with a goal. What is the goal of what I'm, what am I communicating to them? What am I teaching them? What do I want to, what do I want them to know? Do I want them to know lying is a bad thing? You shouldn't be a liar. Um, what, whatever it might be, I have to know that. But in order for me to know that, um, a, a lot of, a lot of communicators are readers, they're studiers. Um, it's a lot of information that you're able to pull out at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is, that is it. So if you're there in your room and you're like, Hey, I want to be a public speaker, um, you know, know that you need to speak, um, within who you are, you need to know what you're speaking about. And then the third thing is you need to listen to people that you like and see how they do right. pick up on how they speak, pick up on how they communicate. Um, I, I actually have friends that are, um, that work in the youth culture and youth ministry world as well. They listen to a lot of comedians. Um, and they see how comedians, um, the art of being a comedian, how that yeah. works to be able to communicate. Because they have a funny, they have they have a really funny spirit about them. They're really joyful as a person, so that fits them perfectly to be able to communicate with that fun style of speaking. And so for them, it's that studying. And so as long as you're being true to who you are, as long as you have the passion um, of of, a, of whatever it is that you're speaking about, and then you're studying those that do it well. Uh, you, you have it in you. You can do it. I'll add one thing to that because I think that what you're saying, the, the uh, modeling, right? Yes. You've got to model after people that you feel like you are you are like that person and you could be like them. Yes. Watch them. Soak in all that information as much as you can. And then also, so Ty Lopez, who I've been following for a long time, I was talking to one of his employees and I just asked, like, how did he get good at public speaking? And he said that what Ty did before he started his online platforms, he would sit his staff down daily for like three to four hours and he would just talk to them and teach them stuff. Yeah. And that's how he learned. He like put his 10,000 hours in of public speaking in front of his team for a couple of years. Yeah. Therefore, they got to learn a ton and he got to practice the skill over and over. If you're not practicing the skill you might as well forget about becoming good at it. Absolutely. If you're not in, if you so you got to throw yourself into the fire. Whether you're talking to your family or you get your group of friends together and yeah. talk to them, even if you set up a bunch of stuffed animals and talk to them, yeah. like that might seem ridiculous. Yeah, but, but that's the best way to. But but as you and I both know, when you're talking to your friends or your family, they will be your best audience because mm-hmm. they will tell you how terrible you're doing if you're doing terrible very true but they will tell you how good you are if you're doing well yeah. and so like that that is great to be able to do that because if you have a staff they they can help critique you your family's going to critique you whether you want to hear it or not so now my mom um, would yeah. I, I could never do any wrong in her yeah. eyes so she'd praise uh, me she'd praise even you. if oh. i threw up out of nervousness on stage <laughs> she'd be okay uh, I, my parents would be like hey that's great but like these are things that you can do better at um right. so no but those would be the things that i would uh, recommend again like you practice practice practice. Go in front of a mirror, get in front of someone, anyone, get that out of it. Get it out of you. Begin to speak it out of you. Begin to do it because if you believe it's in you, then it's there. And when did you realize, maybe have you ever realized these are your superpowers? It was just me presenting this idea to you that helped you to jot them down? Or was this something that you realized over time and you had to kind of harness and uh, you figured out like, hey, this is where I where I'm good. This is where I can actually help and impact people. Yeah. Well, you know, being raised in, you know, being raised in church culture, being raised in a culture where um, my parents were always in front of people as well. 
um, as speakers, as you know, and, and my older sister and her husband as speaking. Like I, I was raised in a culture of of a public speaking. Um, so everyone that's in my family, this is what they've done. This is what they do. And so at a young age, I always had no problem communicating because I just emulated what I saw all the mm. time. So that made it relatively easy to communicate on different levels. Um, and then I love the limelight. I love the attention yeah. that you get. Um, you know, in that. But as I grew older, um, even just a few years ago, I, it finally, you know, it finally really hit me where it's like, you know, you're good at communication, so use that to inspire, to motivate. And so that that's really where it came into, okay, well, I'm going to step into this youth culture world where I'm able to speak to teenagers at retreats or conferences or camps or churches or schools, whatever it might be, and inspire them and motivate them because of the communication. So the communication was always the forefront, but then the motivation and the inspiration being like, dude, you actually have something to offer with your words. That is when everything kind of shifted and changed for me. When you're, you can offer value yeah. to somebody else. Yeah. When you can, I always say if you can engage, if you can add massive value to somebody's life and repetition, yeah. if you continue that cycle, figure out how am I going to engage with somebody? Is it going to be through questions? Is it going to be whatever that model is for you that you can engage with them and get them interacting with you? And then how are you going to add value to their life? Yeah. And then just keep doing it. Yeah, and what's interesting is I love I love that that statement because I talk about that a lot. Value the value that's within someone, and a lot of times working with teenagers and students, you are speaking into a value that they might not even see at that point of their life. Yeah, and what a lot of kids yeah. I, I didn't know my values yeah. when I was a kid. And no so what idea. we have to do is we have to call that value out of them and expose them to the value that they have, the value of a generation. Like you have this value, I need to call this out of you so that you can believe that you can accomplish this. Yeah. And and a lot of times that's what it is. And I found I just found that that's, that is my thing. I, I just want to speak value into people and call it out of them if they don't believe that they can. Because I do believe that everyone has something to offer. That's a really, that's a great message. And I think that what you can, what you can take from that, <clears throat> this is something that I figured out because I was kind of freaked out about public speaking. At the start of this year, I forced, I, I do like two seminars a month now in front of groups of people just to get myself over it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at the point, which is funny, it's only been about seven months. Uh, I like, and I'm anticipating every time I get to speak in front of people. Yeah. I'm just, and I get excited about yeah. it. And ca- compared to getting butterflies nervous beforehand and then just wanting it to be done while it's happening. Yeah. Now I'm like, I don't want it to end. It's yeah. so much fun. Well, it, it, it pumps you up. Yeah. Right? You get yeah. that, you get that euphoric feeling like I'm about to do this. It's, it's that exciting moment. Um, yeah. and, and as I, long as you're, I think the big piece of it is you have to be, especially in the beginning, you have to be very well versed in the thing you're talking about. Exactly. That's what makes it easy. Exactly. Because it's things that you're passionate about. Yes. So it's when, easy. when you're passionate about it, you're able to speak on it because it's not just something that you have a little bit of knowledge of. You didn't have to it, memorize it. No. You didn't it, know it. It's you. It's something that is truly your passion. And so, right. um, and you can't teach that. You can't teach passion. You know, and you look at some of the most passionate speakers of the world, they're good at what they do because they're passionate about what they do. Yeah. And the thing that they're talking about. And that's huge. And that's, I was going to say a second ago, if you can take the, the concept, instead of worrying about you, right? So if you're going to be going up on stage, if you're going to be communicating, even if it's just person to person or, you know, talking about teenagers, talking to adults, that's a scary situation. Yes. Like, how do you talk to an adult when you feel like, I still, I'm 36 and I still, I'll talk to somebody my age and feel like I'm a kid talking to an adult. I don't yeah. know why, but well, yeah. if you can remember Take your take, take the focus off of you. How are you adding something to them? How if you, if you can tw- switch the focus around? To, all right, I'm nervous because I'm worrying about me. 
if I can if I can just think about how is the information I'm giving passing on, how is that impacting the person I'm sharing the information with and take the focus off of yourself, you're going to be naturally less nervous. Absolutely. Because there's no room to think about you when yeah. you're worrying about informing them. Yeah, yeah. When, and, it's, and that's the thing about public speaking. It's about the audience. It's not about you. And it's hard because sometimes when you start gaining that momentum, man, you feel good about yourself. You like what you do. That that level of pride can come in sometimes. Yeah. And you know, and and you know, to a level, you have to have self confidence when you speak. Absolutely. But you have to be very careful. You're not prideful when you're speaking. And one of the key leadership principles I learned years ago, especially with this generation, is that I am not to lead above them. I'm to lead among them. Yeah. And if I lead among them and walk with them through this. It means so much more than just barking out orders and telling them how to live. Because that's what and, most adults are doing. Yeah. And so, you know, but it's the same thing with adults. Adults want you to walk with them. Everybody it's, does, yeah. it's the journey of going with them. But sometimes we get so caught up in, it's called the superstar syndrome, right? Yeah. We get caught up in that um, where it's it just leads us to a place that we're never meant to be at because it becomes about you and not about them. What's well, funny that uh, it's like you want a speaker who does know more than you do and is more just they have a, they're at another level yeah. compared to where you are. You want them to be above you, but you also want them to be on the same level as you. Yes. So it's like this weird counterbalance like where you I think the best way to look at it is like I'm giving you information that I know, but I also don't know all the information. Yes. So I want you can take what I have, but I want you to also keep learning. Yeah. I'm not the end-all, be-all. And if you can acknowledge that, I think yeah. that helps yourself a yeah. lot. Well, and some of the greatest speakers that I know of, they're talking on something I already know, but they're looking at it differently than I do, mm. which causes me then to look at it differently. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just a different viewpoint of the information that's giving. Um, yeah, it's always good to get the new information, but for me, I know a lot of the guys that I listen to, they are saying things that are diff- saying it differently and looking at it from a different perspective than I ever would have. And then my mind's blown because I'm like, oh, that's what it meant. Yeah. I got it. You right. know, because it's that different viewpoint of what you do. And that goes back to the modeling thing. Yes. If you can go back and study other people, you're going to learn so much and you won't fall on your face quite as much. Yeah. It's still going to happen, but Absolutely. not quite as much. Yeah. Um, what else do you have on your list? What, well, real so quick, we can go through network, the other. Networking, communication, the motivation. And then you actually mentioned this to me before, the drive. Drive, yeah. Um, I love what I do. Um, and I think that it's, I think the more that you see success in people's lives that you love and you care about, the more drive kicks in. Um, and I, I found that for me working with students now for 10 years, I'm more driven now than I was 10 years ago when I first started, because I can see active success. I can see them making it. I can see the right decisions. I can see them graduating from high school, graduating from college, getting a job, being a mom, being a dad, getting married, whatever it might be. There's the successes of all these things cause that drive to go into more overload. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm a very driven person, um, which can, I mean, drive is very important um, when you're, when you're dealing with uh, anything in life, you want to be able to have that right mindset because your drive will help you understand how your work ethic is, how you view what you do, how passionate you really are. Drive is is, is a really the fuel to everything else. Yeah. Um, so for me, drive is like that that thing I have to like that protein drink. I got to drink every morning. Like I got to drink it up, get fired up, get going because I know that this is going to be beneficial to people down the road. Um, yeah. And and I believe that. I believe that you need to work hard. That's a huge key. Like what you just said right there. I think when you're listening to this podcast, trying to figure out what your superpower is, the key is 
not how well am I doing at it? How satisfied am I with this thing? Where am I at with that? Because that's only going to sustain you for so long. Mm-hmm. But when you can flip it over, I mean, we already talked about this. When you can flip it over and be like, okay, I'm, I've impacted these people's lives. I'm sharing this information. I'm helping other people move forward through something that I'm passionate about. Then that's like that, that's where real satisfaction Absolutely. comes from. That's where real happiness comes yep. from. And that and that can never run out. If you're if you're helping other people, yeah, you're never going to run out of drive. But if you're just worrying about satisfying yourself, oh, yeah. you're never going to be satisfied. Yeah, because you always think that there's more to offer. And I just think that drive is. I think drive is very important. Um, you know, and, and it's the why behind what you do. Yeah. Why are you really doing what you're doing? You know, and I think that with anyone that is, you know, sitting at home saying, okay, what is, you know, what is it that drives me? That's something that you need to evaluate. Like, mm-hmm. are you selfishly doing things for yourself or is the, what you are driving for to make life better for the world, the, the culture, uh, the planet, whatever it is, the cause that you're behind, whatever you stand on, whatever platform is that you have, what is it that drives you to do what you're doing? You know, because just like I have a drive for this, there are people out there that have drives for other things like technology, making the technology run, making, um, you know, providing food for people in other countries, building mm-hmm. wells in Africa, like whatever it is, there's going to be a drive and don't ever lose that. Yeah. And that's the sauce. Yes. If you are helping somebody else, then you will selfishly also help yourself. Yes. So if you're like, ah, I, I only want to help me. Well, once you, once you figure out the more people you impact, the more people you inspire and change their life you're going to be very satisfied and happy because of that. But if you just focus on making yourself happy, good luck. That's, that's going to sec- be a rough road. That's the secret sauce. There it is. There it is right there. Maybe that's there. the new podcast name, that, secret, the secret sauce. The secret sauce. That's not bad. I, I kind of like that. I, it's, my, all, uh, it's about Big Macs. It's about it's Big Macs. Like, what that's is it. that sauce? It's that secret sauce that allows, just is that, yeah. that, that goodness that makes it happen. And Micah, thank you so much as always for coming in here. I, this is uh, very cool, man. I think I'm glad, I'm glad you came in. Thank you for sharing this information. And I think anybody listening to this, if you want to find out more about Micah, reach out to him. He's not hard to get a hold of. He doesn't hide. No. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm around everywhere. <laughs> get, get his contact info on refugeyouthnetwork.org. Or if you live in the Altoona, Pennsylvania area, yeah. hunt him down. Hunt me down. Transformation I'm Church. Transformation and, Church, Community Worship Center, Second Ave, Journey Church, where like – yeah. Pretty much anywhere. Just yell really loud in the street, and I might be right. around. So. Nobody else is named Micah around here, no, so not, he's like, not too. Ma- Actually, they're evolution expressions. They just oh, yeah? they have a guy named Micah on on staff with them, and I just met him. Oh, wow. great guy, okay. great guy. But two. I'm, but I'm kind of mad now because I'm like, this is this is my name, right? Like, yeah, you know, but it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, but we're on all social media too, Facebook, Instagram. So go ahead, follow. We're on there, and uh, anything that you want to discuss, please let me know. We'll we'll talk about it. Cool, dude. Thanks for coming in. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This is Rob Z Radio.